All right, we're ready. Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're learning Maseches Megillah Daf Yud Dalet. Uh, we are starting about 10 lines up or so on Yud Gimel Amid Beis at uh, the words Yeshno Am Echad, um, about five, six lines above the small Tosvos. We're going to be going to the very last word on Daf Yud Dalet. Let's get started. Yeshno Am Echad. Of course, this is Haman's uh, plea to Achashverosh, permission to wipe out the Jews. There is no one, the Yoda Lishna Bisha Kahaman. No one knows how to speak Lashon Hara like Haman does. He has got it down. I would argue that all of us are actually pretty good at it, but Haman was apparently the best of the best. Let's destroy these people. Achashverosh says back to Haman, I'm afraid of their God that he should not do to me what he did to the people before me. A reference to Balshatzer, who he had killed for touching the Kalim of the Beis Mikdash when he made his math equation incorrectly about the 70 years between the two Bate Mikdash, as we learned a couple of days ago. Amar Le Haman says back, don't worry, Yashnu mina mitzvos, they're getting lazy. But do you see what the hashkafa is of the goy? They nailed it. They got it. You, if you're going to be a slacker in the mitzvahs, they know that's the time to, to give the uppercut. They got it. They, he understood. So Haman said they're slacking off. Amar Le, Achashverosh is like, Isbuhu Rabbanon. Uh, they got some chashiva rabbanam Mordechai v'chule. They had uh, still people from the lishkas agazis from the Sanhedrin. Let it be. We're concerned about these people because they're still from Amar Amechad. Hey, don't worry about it. Everyone's grouped together, and on the average, the people are not doing good. And then Haman continues. Maybe I'll make a bald spot in your malchus. Namely, maybe I'll, I'll wipe out people. All the from Jews live in one community, so maybe it'll look bad for your uh, for your neighbor for your neighborhoods. Don't worry. They're all spread out. Maybe you'll gain something from them. You're afraid you're going to lose out. Don't worry, Mifurad. We would have normally translated Mifurad as similar to Mifuzar, which is spread out. Here, a little bit of a different Kipreda, like an animal that is not able to reproduce. Zu she'eno oseperos. These Jews were not, were not accomplishing things. Now, that's not true today. Ever, how many Nobel, Nobel Prizes belong to Jews? Fine. Maybe there will be one particular place that will be thinned out. All will be well. Their religion is different than ours. They don't eat our food. We can't marry theirs. And they can't marry ours. They don't do the laws of the king. This is such a great line. Every single year. Oh no, Shabbos Hayom, Pesach Hayom, Shavuos Hayom, Thanksgiving Hayom. You're looking for every possible day off. So when you're, well, I work in a from organization. So piece of cake, no problem. No, we don't have to think twice about it. But for most people who work in regular, normal organizations and corporations, you have to eat up all of your holidays, all of your vacation days. It's not a simple thing. So that's what Shahi Pahi means. So if you want to try to drop that one on the boss next time it's holiday season, I'm sorry, boss. It's a Jewish principle called Shahi Pahi. Uh, and uh, see how that goes over. Ulamelech. What's that? Yeah, in case the, the, the box is on your head in the office on the days that... Uh, Pahi. It's Pesach Hayom. Yeah, Shahi Pahi. Shabbos Hayom Pesach, and you could even do Purim. You could put in whatever you want. But Shahi Pahi, well, the was, days. There was no Purim. Yeah, there was no Purim. Not yet, at least. Yeah, also true. Yeah, this also might be a Vachule type of phrase. It might just be. What is that little Zion there? I didn't even look at that one. What does that one say? The Kisve Yad U Vavodas Yadnosa Velo Yahave Kargalamalka. And they don't pay taxes. He adds that in. But that's not Shahi Pahi. That's another thing. So eight lines from the bottom. Yud Gimel Lamed Beis. The Gemara continues after Shahi Pai. 
So Haman says to the king, it's not worth it for you to keep them. They don't even treat you nicely when it comes to food. If there's a fly that falls into the wine of a Jew, throw it out. They don't like you. They'll throw it down on the ground. I don't know, what is he talking about exactly? What halachic issue are we dealing with? Huh? If he pours it, but this is if you drink out of the same cup, is how the way it's phrased out. If the melech is no gay, because it must be talking about stamina, but it's not no gaya mamish. It has to be something like uh, a little bit more than no gaya, because there's no tuma uh, for, no. for the nagia. It has to be pouring, it has to be opening, it has to be something, but something, some kind of movement. So Haman says, let me do my thing. You could save Abdam. And not only that, but I'll make sure that you get a lot of cash in hand. Says the Gemara. He knew that Haman was going to make some money off the Jews. That's why in Masech Shkalim many moons ago, uh, that the Jews ended up uh, paying money to the Beis HaMikdash before it went to Haman. That we uh, make announcements about the, sh- the, the shkalim that have to be paid by Kiloim. We learned about this piece in Maseches uh, and Maseches Shkalim. If you look at the last Rashi, Valakilim Shigado Ezraim Ktsas. Um, the they would announce it in the same day they announced the shkalim. They also announced the concerns of Kilan. Anyways, Tachlis, he finally concludes, I don't need the money. You can have the money. You can do with the Jews as you see fit. What is this similar to? In other words, why is it that Achashverosh turned, turned down the cash? Says the Gemara as follows. It's similar to the Shnei Adam One guy has a mound of dirt. The other guy has a hole in the ground of dirt. Right. So you're. Could you imagine like two houses doing construction and and they one house has a huge mound of dirt and the other one they, they need to fill in dirt. Like oh, Givaldic. This is this is symbiotic. This is a win-win. If someone could only give me some dirt to fill the hole and Balatel, the guy who has all the extra dirt, Amar If only I could find the charit. So the Yomim, after a while, and these these two guys find each other on uh, on LinkedIn, and all of a sudden everything works out fine. This is a wonderful match. <coughs> so that's basically what ended up happening. He said Haman didn't need the money. He was happy to get rid of the Jews. They were annoying to him anyways. So as a win-win, I don't need your money. You get rid of the Jews. Everybody's happy. Uh, the classic uh, says the Gemara 10 lines down. Uh, or so, that he took the ring off of his hands. Of course, we know that they used a, a signet ring in order to indicate that this was in fact the case and pour some hot wax and press, uh, however exactly they did it. This was discussed recently, no, with the Avodah whether or not the ring was indented or if it was... If it was uh, if it was protruding or an indent, whatever was going to be created, if you're creating a 3D thing or if you're indenting, I don't remember all the details, but we did discuss it. Anyways, this removal of the ring, the Gemara gives a little bit of mustard to the Jews. The removal of this ring was more powerful than the prophecy of 48 prophets and seven, seven prophetesses because Shekulan, all 55 of these people were not able to bring the Jews back to, the, to where they needed to be. 
But this is where the Jews ended up really uh, finding their place. The famous line goes in our Mishnah, in our, in our Megillah, only here with Hasaras HaTabas, when Ahasuerus took the ring off in order to uh, allow Haman the latitude to do what he wanted, only then did the Jews really do tshuva. Let's talk about these uh, prophets. In general, the role of a Navi is not to create their own Torah. The role of a Navi is to, uh, is to repeat what the Jews are failing in and to give specific messages that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives. But typically speaking, they don't add things, except for the reading of Megillah. My Darsh, where do we get this from? Just like by Yitzhak Mitzrayim, when the Jews went out of slavery into freedom Amrin on Shira, they said the Shira is Yashir. So then Mimisa Lachaim Lokoshkin, all the more so we should say Shira. Uh, absolutely, we should say Shira, which seemingly is a reference to the Megillah. That's how the flow of the Gemara works, right? That's what it seems to say. Why did the Jews read Megillah? Because the Jews, when they left Mitzrayim, said Shira. So it seems that Megillah is a Shira. That's how the Gemara seems to play. Then the Gemara asks, Yihachi, Halal Nami Nema. We should say Halal as well, because we say Halal on Pesach. Why don't we say Halal on Purim? Famous Sugya and Shas about how we view Halal. Says the Gemara, You're not allowed to say Halal on a miracle that takes place outside of Eretz Yisrael. Elephant in the room. How can it that be the case that that doesn't make any sense? Then how can you say halal on Pesach? It was a nase that took place in Chutzarts. However, you cut it. The Jews uh, were not in Eretz Yisrael when the nase took place by Kriyas Yamsuk. That's not Eretz Yisrael. So that doesn't work. So it says the Gemara Kitatanya, a third of the way down, up until the time that the Jews entered Eretz Yisrael. So then, then whenever you see a miracle, then you're allowed to say Shira. However, once the Jews got into Eretz Yisrael, then no external outside of Eretz Yisrael, then you lose the latitude to say Shira. All right, so that was like the turning point. It's all, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of Swaradic a little bit. Like, yeah, until you get to Eretz Yisrael, you don't know what, what a miracle is. Then you get Eretz Yisrael, you're like, okay, everything else pales in comparison. So that's kind of what's happening over here. However, this is a machlokas, because according to this approach, approach number one, seemingly the approach of the brysa, because we just said Tanya, seemingly the approach of the brysa is that you're not allowed to say um, Hallel on, um, on Purim, but you are allowed to say it on Pesach. That's what it seems to be from the Gemara, because we said Pesach was before Eretz Yisrael, and Purim was after, after the Beis HaMikdash had already been rebuilt by the first Beis HaMikdash, at least. Then the Gemara says, Rav Nachman Amar, Rav Nachman's an Amora. This is a Kash and a Maisa. How can you have this happen? That Rav Nachman, who's an Amora, is pushing against the Tana. Either way, Amar, Kriyasa Zohalela. Oh, gosh, this word has been, these three words have been the source of much difficulty, consternation, <laughs> research. Uh, in the Rishonim and in the Achronim and in the Achronim, Achronim, that the reading of the Megillah is an equivalent to Hallel. In other words, it's as if we're saying it. Okay, that's problematic, Shita, because we said you're not allowed to do that when <laughs> once we already entered Eretz Yisrael. So we'll question that in a minute. And then the Gemara adds in this little Gimel in the Gemara on the side here, adds in the words, Maskif la Rava, mi dummy. Rava says, are these things even similar? Bishlam I understand in regards to Eretz Yisrael as to why it is that we're saying some type of halal, halalu abde Hashem, abde faro, because the Jews really were no longer um, in servitude of paro. Elahacha, first of the very long lines, Elahacha, halalu abde Hashem, abde Akati abde 
Yeah, it's true. The Jews were saved, but Achashverosh was still the king. It's not like we left Persia. Everyone was still there. So, Bain the Rabbah, Bain the Rabbah, Nachman, Kasha. This is difficult for everybody. So, says the Gemara, second of the wide lines, halfway down, but Tanya, after all, the Brysa writes, So, the two of you, Rav and Rav Nachman, you're debating whether or not you can say Shira by, by Megillah. You cannot say Shira by Megillah, according to the way the Brysa writes. It doesn't make any sense. So, answers the Gemara, Oh, fine. So, here's how it works. If it's prior to the first building of the base of Mikdash prior to the time that the Jews came to Eretz Yisrael to build the base of Mikdash. So then, yes, you can say Shira for miraculous things that take place. Once you're in Eretz Yisrael, the rules stop. Then external, outside of Eretz Yisrael, you're not allowed to do it. What if you're Nigla again, Gullus again, then the rules go back how they were beforehand. So it just depends on your location. If you're in Eretz Yisrael, not you, you, the, not just the royal you. So when most of Eretz Yisrael is in, when most of the Jews are in Eretz Yisrael, that would probably be the parameter. So then we say that everything external, you cannot say Shira upon. But once you're Gola again, then the rules kick back to like they were before. Says the Gemara, we had said that there were 48 uh, male Nevi'im and seven female female Nevi'os. The Suleka, the were there not more of a Haksid, the Pasuk says, by he... And what's the drush on the Pasuk? One of 200 of the seers of the Nevi'im. So 48 and 200 are not the same thing. So how can you say there's only 48 in the Brisa? After all, the Pasuk seems to imply based on the drush that there's more. So the Gemara responds, You're right, there were a lot. You're correct. Everyone agrees there were a lot of Nevi'im. But depending on what their nevuah did, if their nevuah was pivotal to the future of Klai Yisrael, then they were listed as one of the 48. If not, not. So yes, there were hundreds and hundreds of them, but only 48 of them were the significant ones. Significant. I don't mean to be denigrating it. So obviously they're, <laughs> they're nevim. They're the highest of levels. Says the Gemara, five lines into the wide lines. You read the Pasuk wrong. It's Adam Ramos It's people who come from these very, very tall cities. Another explanation of the Pasuk, which maybe implies that really there really, were really only were 48 nevim. Okay, that's another answer. And then the strangest answer of all, Rav Chanin Omar, Adam Haba, it's a person who comes from those who stand at very high heights. Who's this? B'nei Korach. And Tana, what about the Bnei Korach who did not die? Tana Mishum Rabbeinu in the name of Rab. Rabbeinu here is a reference to Rab. There was a place for them. They stood above in Gehenna, which is a reference. And what the Pasuk says, that they were standing on a higher level. The Pasuk is not referencing anything about our topic at all. So we said, who were the seven prophetesses? Who were they? We're going to go through all of them now, between now and the top of the Amud and learn how we know that each of these people were in fact Nevios. Sarah, two-thirds of the way down, we know that Yiska, modern-day version of Jessica. How do we know that Yiska is... Um, is Sarah Vamar of Yitzchak Yiska zu Sarah because the Brisa tells us that Yiska is Sarah, and then says the Gemara Valamanikrashma Yiska. Why was she called Yiska? She sachs of Ruach Hakodesh. She was anointed in Ruach Hakodesh. And Neamar Kol Asher Tamay Lechasar Shema Bekolah. Whatever she says, listen. We all thought that was marriage advice. Nope, not marriage advice. It means that at that time she was a prophetess, and everything that. Everything that he was asking about Yishmael, what should we do? Should we kick him out? Should we not kick him out? Akadosh Baruch Hu says Shema Bekola. And what we did not know was the subtext, which the Gemara is filling in now, is that she has prophecy. Don't mess. She's got the right response here. She knows what she's doing. Davar Acher says the Gemara Yiska Shakol Sochen Biyofia that uh, she was called Yiska because everybody uh, looks at her beauty. Just share with you an absolutely stunning Maharal. Maharal Miprag writes. I heard this in the name of Maharal. I didn't see it inside. Maharal Miprag writes that why do we call Schach Schach? 
Because only when there is the right amount of schach can you really appreciate the light that's coming through. So why was Sarah called Yiska? Because only when you dress in a modest way can your light shine through. Everything else is distracting. Her beauty was that she was dressed properly, that she was a tznua. And that is what made her socha. That is what made her shine. That is what made her beauty uh, so poignant. Miriam says the Gemara 10 lines into the wide lines. So that's very clear. End of conversation. But then the Gemara says, wait one second. Why did you say achos Aaron? Achos Aaron below achos Moshe? <laughs> what does that mean? Says the Gemara, this was before Moshe was born. When she, was, when she only had her older brother, she was child number two. My mother is going to have a child. What? Oh, Miriam was older. You're right. I'm sorry about that. Miriam was older. So after Aaron was born. Sorry. Correct. Thank you for the correction. But Omer says the Gemara that her her uh, nevuah was as follows: I see the imishatayle ben sheoshia es Yisrael that uh, my mother is going to have a child who will be the savior of the Jews. It was Shasha Nolad when Moshe was born. or the famous medrash that we know that the house was filled with light. Amar Avia, her father Miriam's father came over and kissed her on the head. Amar la bitinis kaman your prophecy has come true. Uh-oh, then things change. And then once he was put in the basket and pushed down the river, a little uh, little patch, a little slap upside the head. That's why she was so upset. She wanted to know what was going to happen. Uh, but anyways, that's backstory, because really the beginning of this part of Miriam was the Pasuk says, so we know that she's a Nevi'ah. Next, done. We know that she's a Nevi'ah. What's Eishas Lapidos? Just as a side question, my Eishas Lapidos, she was the one who was the Lapidos, as a reference to making the wicks. She's the one who'd make the wicks. We hear Shevas Tachas Tomer. She said she was sitting under a date tree. What's the big deal of the tree? Says the Gemara, who knew? Sitting under this tree, over that tree. So Rashi highlights, the Rishonim highlight that the branches of a palm tree are way off the ground. It's not like a willow tree where they like droop down to the ground. Most of the trees that we have are not like that anyways, maple trees, whatever they are. But the trees that they had then were willow trees or they had these kinds of, but she, she Dafka sat under that tree because people were coming to ask her Eitzah, people were coming to ask her Shilas and she, whatever, whatever they were asking her. Uh, and she was concerned about the halachos of Yichud and she wanted to make sure that everyone can see her. I got this Eitzah when I was teaching in a girl's seminary that I should have a glass door floor to ceiling. No room for anyone to make any tinas. The kachava, glass door, sliding door, floor to ceiling, whole entire thing. <laughs> it was one big piece of glass. So she did the she did this Just like a date tree has one heart, that's where hearts of palm come from. That's big child on the post can be discussed. What bracha do you make on hearts of palm? Do you make a shahakal because it's not really the primary fruit? Do you make bore prihadam or whatever the we paskin that we make bore prihadam? Um Anyways, uh, just like this day tree has one heart, has one uh, heart, heart's palm thing in the middle. Everyone was unified. What about Chana? Chana dechsiv, but his palel Chana batomer olatz libi b'Hashem Rama Karni b'Hashem. That I'm, my heart is filled with Hashem and Rama Karni. What does Rama Karni mean? Rama Karni below Rama Pachi. A Karen is a horn and a Pach is a jug. There was oil that was kept in a Karen. So she was referencing the fact that when David and Shlomo were anointed with oil that was kept in the Karen, then Nimshecha Malchus and they had a lengthier Malchus. However, they were anointed from oil that was in a jug and not in a horn. No idea what that means on a metaphysical level. What's the difference between the jug? Who cares? The oil is the oil. So I am Shaman the Rishon. Pasuk says, 
What? Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. This passage was also said in regards to Chana. What does that mean? There is no holiness of, uh, there is no one who is as holy as Hashem, because there is no one else. That will wither. What does this mean? When it comes to human beings, when it comes to Who's going to live longer? A man's going to make something and he'll die before this thing withers. But a Kodesh Baruch Hu lives longer than whatever lives longer means. A Kodesh Baruch Hu has no end time. And therefore, anything that he makes, he will outlive. That's what the Gemara says. There's no rock like Hashem. There's no artist like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Why? Because Adam Tzartzura Gabi Kosel, a person, okay, you can draw a drawing, two-dimensional. But you can't put a Ruach and a Neshama into it. You can't put innards. You can't put intestines in it. Kodesh Baruch Hu, three lines from the bottom, Tzartzura Besochzura. He made design after design after design. And we, what they knew back in the Gemara, we know not only is there a body, but there are organs. Not only are there organs, but there are cells. Not only are there cells, but there is mitochondria. And there's all the different levels, and then we're all the way down to atoms and electrons and all the all the very 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 fine nuances of. Uh, I know the research has been the uh, the God particle in the last ten years. They've been looking for this in the research, whatever that means. Okay, I don't know. Did they find it? Probably not. Huh? But did they know like how Tachlis? No. Yeah, of course not. Same. What's it called? Exposon? Oh, Higgs boson. Yeah, that I've heard that before. I didn't know what it was, but I heard the name before. All right, great. Anyways, Hashem is pretty awesome. Next, three lines from the bottom. Avigail was married to a man named Naval. She heard that David was about to that David was about to kill Naval for being married by Malchus. She knew that David was wrong, and she did the following. She was riding on a on a chamor. She was riding on a donkey to go talk to David. And she went down a secret path of a mountain. Okay, says the Gemara. That's not really a normal thing. Minhahar mi They should have just said she went down the mountain. She went down a secret path. What does that mean? Says the Gemara. No, it's talking about a shail and hilchos neither by blood that's come from the makom asaser from. Uh, from from the makom of where the dam comes from, says the Gemara. Not la dam veher asolo. So she had a shaila in halacha, and she brought the shaila to David. But she brought it to him at night. Amar lo bechimar and dam belayla. Do we check maros at night? I remember many years ago I watched Rav Gedalia Dov Schwartz Zetzal look at a bedika at night under a fluorescent light in the old Yisurin building. I watched it happen with my own two eyes, <laughs> like jaw dropped. Like nobody checks bedikas at night. You just have to wait until the next day. You lose a day. What's the difference? Shkia passed anyway. You can't do another bedika. It doesn't matter. But he passed in the shayla for that couple and that couple, whatever, whatever the details were. But he passed in the shayla under that. Anyways, Lemaisa, we don't typically do that. It's only b'shas chak or, or not at all, according to some poskim. Omar love v'chimar and dambalayla. So David says back to Abigail, what are you doing? Do we do, we do this at night? So Amr lo. So she says to him, oh, Oh, we don't do that at night. Well, I'm going to pull one on you. You're about to go kill my husband. Can you do that at night? It has to be daytime when you're not dealing the fashos. So Omar Law, he says back, He doesn't need a court case. He's more than Malchus. Someone is more than Malchus. Done deal. Nothing to speak about. It's not a court case. Omar Law, but you made a mistake, David. 
And David agreed with her. David was contrite. She said to him, Nobody knows that you're the king yet. So when you're saying he's being more B'malchus, not everybody knows that you're king. It's not a Marita B'malchus until everybody knows that you're king. So he said, you're right. He says, you saved me from, uh, from bringing blood that I should not have, 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 have brought. It says the Gemara, Damim is plural. Should have been Dam. If all you were saving me from was killing Naval, it should have sent me Bob Dam. So why did it say Bidamim? Says the Gemara, Damim Tarte Mashma. That implies two. So says the Gemara, Maisa. Five lines down, Shoka. She revealed her thigh. She part of her body became uh, uncovered. And he. Mamish had a taiva for Gimel Parsos, which is a long distance to walk. Omar la Hashmi Ili. He said, please listen to me. He was uh, imploring her to be with him. Omar la lo siyezos lecha This was not something that's shayach for you. What does the word zos mean? Zos means michlal de'ikacharisi. Will not be the problem with me, but you will have a problem with someone else. Umayni, umayse de basheva, that you're going to make a mistake with basheva maskana hachi haboy. That's taka what happened. That was her nevuah. So we see from the word Zos that Avigail was a Nevi'ah. So the Poskim are very bothered by this, and the Forshim are bothered by the fact that she was a very from person. That's what Toso says. Uh, the third Toso was down, halfway down. She goes to Shoka Vahalach, David, Leura, Gimel, Parsos. Kasha, Heach, Osa, Tzadekes, Gilsa, Shoka, Lifnei, David. What did she do? She's a Tzadekes. She just, she's a Nevi'ah. It's kind of like an avia walking around in a short skirt. It's not, there's a little bit of a conflict of, uh, of interest. That doesn't make any sense. So skip to the answer. This is really not even speaking about her flaws. It's talking about his taiva. It's not leora, but leura. We read it this way in the Gemara. Some other, the other Meforshim says that no, it wasn't intentional, but when she was getting off the, the camel, her, 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 her tunic, her dress, pulled up a little bit over her leg. Or another, one of the other sheets, I think the Ben Yoyada writes this, is that we know she was Poresas Nita because she went down to ask Eshaila. So she was actually by the bank of the river cleans, cleansing herself because she was a Nita. They didn't have the modern day inventions to catch Dom. So she was cleaning herself and David was on, in, a, in a way where he was able to see her and it was just Nagari Yitzhah. So that's an interesting mice there, but that means that she's in Nevia as well. Says the Gemara, um, says the Gemara there, when she left his presence, when Abigail left David, she said to him, Thank you for doing good to my husband, and you should remember your maidservants. Some of the Mephorshim here say that when you are remembering your maidservant, it was a shtickle remez that if ever you and I are both single, uh, I would be interested in being your queen. It was kind of that kind of, uh, so then the Gemara says, that's what people say, that while she's talking, she's weaving. While she's talking, it's uh, it, it, she says, there's multiple layers, a subtext to the conversation that always exists. And another phrase, um, it's true that a duck will walk with its head down, but the Enohi Mitaife is always looking outwards. Her eyes are always looking out. Same exact concept. Fine. Chulda, one third of the way down. Chulda Hanavia. Black on white. Begomer, she is a Nevia. She lived at the same time that Yermia did. Why were people going to her with Shilas instead of Yermia when Yermia was a Navi? So Amre Bey Rav Mishmei 
Chulda, Krovas Yermia Haisa, they were related, Yermia and Chulda, Velohava, Machbid Aleha, he was not Machbid on her, Yoshia Gufe, but still, Yoshia, who was the king, and Yermia was the Navi, Yoshia was the king, Yoshia Gufe, Hechi Shavik Yermia, Meshadur Lagaba, fine, I understand that Yermia is not Machbid, but why would Yoshia go straight to her? He should have gone to Yermia. So, Machlokas. Amri Debei Rav Shilam Ibnei Shehanashim Rachmaniosin, because women have more Rachmanis, it depends on what's going on. Sometimes you need a Rachmanis person. So, you know, in many homes where uh, you have the doting mother and there's a child who needs a kiss for the boo-boo, they go to the mom and not the dad. Not abnormal. Not abnormal. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, no, Yermi Elohavahasan. He was out of town. Why do we know that he was out of town? Shahalach Lahachsir Aseris Ashvatim. We know that there, that Sancherev had kicked 10 Shvatim out and uh, Yermi went, went back to go get them. How would we know that they went, but that he actually succeeded in bringing them back? Umanalanda Ahadur, that he brought them back. The answer is because we know that Yovel. The halachas of Yovel only take place when most of, of the Jews live in Eretz Yisrael. Let's remember that fact as we read this. There will be a time in the future where Lo Yashu, where Yovel will not force one to give back. So says the Gemara, that can't be a Nevuah. That's not a Nevuah. If there's no Yovel and you're saying that there's no Yovel, that's not Nevuah. That's Halacha. That's just the way things are. Elamai, it must be that he brought back all of the people. Because once we had the extra 10 Shvatim back in, then we had Rov of Klal Yisrael back in Eretz Yisrael. The laws of Yovel apply. Yoshio ben Amon Molach ben Amon was uh, the king of Yehuda, but he was Molach over the Jews who lived in the Yisrael portion. What is it that I see here? So what is this pasuk talking about? Yoshio was the king of Yehuda, but this was in Yisrael. So. Therefore, we see that he was the king, that Yoshiyahu was the Melech of Yehuda, was the king over the Jews who were in the section of Eretz Yisrael, where they normally had a Yisrael king. They didn't have one. Yoshiyahu was the king over them. Three-fourths of the way down, Rav Nachman Amar, Mehacha, Gam Yehuda, Shaskatzir Lach, Yeshuvi, Shuvis Ami. Here also this Pasuk says that he was Shaskatzir Lach, that it was with his great strength that he brought the people back, and he was the ruler over them as well. What about Esther? Let's get to our topic. It says the Gemara, Esther, Dichzi, Bahi, Bayom, Ashlishi, Batilbash, Esther, Malchus. Simple pasuk seems to be simple. On the third day, she wore malchus. So, the, what does it mean? She wore malchus. Big day malchus me boile. It should have said that she wore big day malchus. Why did it just say straight up malchus? Says the Gemara, that she was enveloped in ruach hakodesh. So we see this connection in words that the latter pasuk is talking about nevuah, um, and the prior pasuk is that batilbash esther malchus, and therefore there is nevuah. Next, it is not considered um, no, it's not considered nice that there should be Yehirusalanashe. Normally, the word um, uh, the word Yehurasa means something like gaiva, but that doesn't fit in context here. So some of the Mephorshim explained that it just means chashivus. It means that we put we shouldn't have a woman being in this chashivus role. Um, and the reason we know this is because look at some of the names of the women who were Nevios, says the Gemara, Tarte, Nashe, Yehiran, Habian, two of the women who did not play their role correctly. Of course, Kodesh Baruch Hu chose that they were Nevios, but two of the women didn't do their jobs correctly. Usinoyan Shemayu, they had very, very bad names. What were their names? Chada Shema Ziburta, Ziburta in Aramaic is a B. 
namely Devora. What's wrong with Devora? Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Vechadashma Karkushta. Karkushta is a rodent of some kind, and that's Chulda. Chulda is a mouse. Says the Gemara. Ziburta Ksiva Ksiva the Barak. That's not the right level of cover. You shouldn't be calling Barak to you. She should have gone to Barak. She should have gone to him. Karkushta. What about Chulda? Ksiva Amru Ish. She, uh, she said to the man, they said to the man, Velo Amra, she did not say in rule the that you should say to the king, said the wrong language. Amrav Nachman Chulda, Mibne Banav Shal Yoshua, Isa, Chulda was a descendant of Yoshua. Sivacha Ben Charchas, Sivhasam Betimnas Chere, same language. Ace Ravena Saba, the Rav Nachman, Ravena Saba says Rav Nachman, Shmona Nevim, Behem Kohanim, Yatsu, Merochab Hazona. There were eight uh, Nevim and Kohanim who were Kohanim that were descendants of Rachab Hazona. Neria, Baruch, Besaria, Machasia, Yirmia, Chilkia, Hanamel, Vishalom. Rebuda Omer, Avchul Hanavia, Mibnei Bonea, Shal Rachav Hazona Stira. We just said that she was from the family of Yoshua. Now you're saying she's from the family of Rachav. Ksivacha ben Tikva, Ksivasa mes Tikva, Schutashani. It says the Gemara, what we see from this comparison is that she's not from the same family that you're saying. The great wise man, the blackened, uh, the blackened kli, this is a term of endearment. You sit in the base medrash so much, you actually look dirty because you've been sitting in the base medrash so much, according to some Mepharshim. From your shita and from my shita, we can conclude. We can conclude the following fact. That she converted and she married Yehoshua. But were there children of Yoshua Vaksiv? Nun Beno Yoshua Beno. So all we see is that Nun had a son named Yoshua, but it doesn't continue with the Psukim to say that Nun had it, that Yoshua had any more children. Says the Gemara, you're right. Uh, he did not have sons, but he did have daughters. We'll stop right here and pick up at the top of Tesvav Medal of tomorrow night at 8:40. Wishing you all a beautiful night. I have a, I have a question.